0: An internal memo from Western Union in 1876 read, This telephone has too many shortcomings to be seriously considered as a means of communication. The device is inherently of no value to us. Thomas Watson, chairman of IBM Computers, stated in 1943, that there is a world market for maybe five computers. In 1962, a DECA recording company rejected the Beatles, stating, we don't like their sound and guitar music is on its way out. Finally, Ken Olson, president of Digital Equipment Corporation said, There is no reason why anyone would want a computer in their home in 1977. It's almost tragic now to think of these poor people having no ability to imagine what a future could look like. In the case of Thomas Watson and Ken Olson, these are even people who were in the industry Certainly upon reflection, we could say that they were not very prophetic in their comments. Based on the Deuteronomy passage, they would be categorized under not a prophet. Now what amazes me is that there are still people who do have the imagination to see things through. Again, based on our Deuteronomy passage, Inventors, entrepreneurs, scientists, and artists are essentially our modern prophets. Facing down these challenges, following up with a hunch, expressing a passion even before its time. Yet being a prophet does not mean seeing into the future per se. Within our scriptures, all of our scriptures, prophets do not simply tell the future. In fact, most prophets did not tell the future at all. Some made educated guesses based on the political environment. Some were called to certain tasks, and all had a connection to the divine. Now, just before our Deuteronomy passage there is a clear explanation of what prophecy is not. Deuteronomy chapter 18 verses 9 to 14 is very clear on what is not prophecy and therefore not proper behavior for the Israelites who are about to go into the land of Canaan. Prophecy does not involve sacrifices of children. Okay, good. It does not involve divination or soothsaying or an auger, which, by the way, I had to look up what that was. It often involved observing the behavior of birds to seek approval for the future. Okay, Prophecy does not cast spells or consult with the dead for advice. Now the point is that is being made in this version of Moses' closing speech is that they, the Israelites, are about to enter a territory in which the local people, the Canaanites, do practice these kinds of things and if they the israelites want to stand out or have their own identity as god's people then they must separate themselves from this kind of behavior now what is rather intriguing is that not only are all these religious practices of are not only are all of these things religious practices of the Canaanites, but also this form of prophecy seeks to control the future, either by the ability to predict it or by attempting to manipulate it. That is not the kind of prophecy that God wants. The writer of Deuteronomy is saying, that any attempt to gain security by predicting the future goes against the very nature of God because it is a form of manipulation. Our reading from Deuteronomy then explains that a new prophet like Moses will rise up among them. I find it fascinating that finally At this stage in his life, in fact, at the end of his life, Moses is able to say that he is a prophet. And note that he does not have the characteristics that we often associate with prophecy. He was a reluctant leader who had been living in exile following an accidental murder And even still, a prophet and leader was raised up. And Moses never once predicted the future. Rather, he focused on bringing God's word to the people in their present circumstance. And then he modeled that word through example. Many future prophets will also be reluctant to take on their prophetic duties and will speak about God's concerns for the people in their present situation, and all will live by example. Prophets studied the tradition of the law, and therefore any revelation did not come from speculation about the future, but rather focused on the law and what it meant in providing a meaningful system of living. Essentially, Israel's prophets were motivational writers and or speakers, but they could receive communications from the divine, sometimes in words, sometimes in visions, sometimes through wisdom, They functioned as intermediaries between the human and divine worlds. Some represented humans to God, and others represented God to humans. As author David L. Peterson says, prophets were truly boundary figures, standing between the world of the sacred and the secular. In this way, one could argue, like many religious traditions do, that Jesus was a prophet, an intermediary between us and God. However, our gospel passage demonstrates that he was much more than that. As 21st century readers, we struggle with some of the imagery in the gospel, and it should be noted that Past generations of scholars have struggled with unpacking this story of exorcisms as well. Now, we should also be aware that first century people would blame a headache on a demon. Side note, it is sometimes how I feel when I have a migraine, but my logical self tells me it is usually brought on by stress or lack of sleep or food or even certain smells, not a demon. But instead of focusing on whether demons take possession of people or not, because I am sure that we can all agree that evil certainly in our modern world exists and does compel people to do and say awful things. But I would, I would rather like to look at what this passage teaches us. The story declares Jesus' true identity. That he is more than just a prophet. It demonstrates Jesus' God given authority and power. Jesus' teachings are clearly a little unorthodox because it states that he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. You see, people expected someone who followed the same pattern as Moses. They expected a prophet who spoke with reluctance, not authority. And instead, they find a man who speaks with authority and power. And then Jesus liberates a man who is enduring pain, This gospel story's message is that knowing about Jesus' teachings are transformational. You know, today is our anniversary Sunday. And it occurs to me that our church, certainly when it was first beginning, was filled with some amazing prophets. It must have seemed crazy to start a church in an era when decline was already a reality for the denomination. And I have read in reports that when the church was built on this site, that members of the community thought it was an awful place to build because at that time it was in the middle of nowhere due to the fact that most of the houses that surround us now were not built. It took courage, wisdom, trust, and of course, faith, to begin this church and build this building. None of us have the ability to see into the future, but because we have been transformed by Jesus' teachings, we do have prophetic duties. We attempt, sometimes reluctantly, to create a place, a boundary space in which the secular and sacred meet. Now I like the phrase hindsight is 2020, meaning we can have perfect, perfect vision when we look back on events, that it is easy to be knowledgeable about an event after it happens. It is easy for us to look at the comments of those in the past and laugh at how wrong they were. Yet, I am sure that we are limited by our imaginations." our imaginations about what the future will look like in years to come. And I wonder how many of us, myself included, would have the courage, wisdom, trust, and faith to start a church today. I know many of you are thinking, we certainly don't have the same energy we had 24 years ago. But then, In truth, building a church doesn't end once the congregation is established or the building is up. Of course we are being asked to start a congregation by renewing this one. And maybe that will happen in ways that look completely different than what we think we can't see into the future, but that's not our job. Instead, like Moses, we are to focus on bringing God's word to the people in their present circumstance. We have to overcome the evil in this world through the power of Christ's authority and preach about God's love today. Amen.